Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Welcome to Jesus 911. I'm Paul Clay, retired lieutenant from the LA County Sheriff's Department. Uh, my normal partner, Jess Romero, he's on the road today, so keep him in prayer. He's doing what he always does, which is uh, proclaim the mighty deeds of our Lord and build one another up in the faith. On Tuesday, we left off, uh, we were doing an, uh, an interesting interview, and I'm hoping some of the listeners are tuning back in today because we're going to do a continuation of the, the young man. Uh, his name is Eric Tafoya. And uh, we're going to continue with his amazing story about one man's struggle to overcome his slavery to sin by God's amazing grace. And it's a story that reminds us of just how far God will go. And trust me, he will go to the uttermost to pluck us from the depths of hell. He loves us that much. So, um, Eric, good morning. Amen. Good morning. You know, the enemy didn't want us to be doing this right now because for some reason, oh. when you started talking, my headphones yeah. completely went blank and I couldn't hear nothing for a second. Oh, um, okay. But praise be to God, I had to do a little prayer and let's get in this. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you always bring a smile on my face when you say that. So, mm -hmm. no, when I was uh, telling the audience that uh, yeah. we, we had you on on Tuesday, you started your amazing Amen. story and it was an amazing story. And we want to continue on and uh, pretty much where we left off, uh, we, we heard the story about how you uh, were really overcoming a lifetime, literally a lifetime of um, drugs, crime, gangs, yeah. eventually leading you to prison for a significant number of years in your life. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was 14. Is that right? Yeah, altogether. Yeah, a little over yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. A so it was that, off yeah. and on for 14 years. And, yeah. you know, by the way, Eric, I'm sure you've heard the saying, oh, yeah, we know about those jailhouse conversions and, you know, they're temporary. As soon as they hit back the street, I, like I said, I remember when I was working in there, a, a lot of deputies would say, uh, uh, they'd say, I'm never coming back again. And they'd say, see you next week. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm sure you probably heard that, too. But um, uh, I don't believe uh you know, th those, those ideas, you know, I know true conversion when I see it and I recognize it in you, you know, the spirit bears Amen. witness. Now, if for some reason, you know, you were to have a lapse in your life, I understand that we have a free will and that, and that, and with that free will, we must always continually cooperate with the grace of God. God never forces his love on us. Are, are you with me on that? Yeah, amen. You know, it's like Paul says to put on the armor of God. I like to just refer to it like this. Amen. Okay? Keep it we have the right to we have the right to choices, but he says put on the armor of God, you know, because we know that we're not battling against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers of darkness. But when you put on armor, you're not just putting on armor. Oh, yeah, let me look cute when I put on this armor. No, when we put on armor every single day, I have to remind myself that I'm going into a fight. That it's going yes. to be a battle that the devil does not want me to have victory. But I know when I put on that armor and especially with the Holy Spirit, the father and the son behind me, Jesus Christ, man, yes. victory is inevitable. We can yes. win in Christ. You know, you know, Eric, that's that's called faith, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you understand 
that God, we are more than conquerors through Christ, sacred scripture tells us. And and so as long as you um, uh, understand what's going on, you clothe yourself uh, with, uh, you know, with the righteousness of Christ. That is to say, you live in a state of grace. You're receiving our Lord uh, in in uh, in holy communion, um, and you put on that full armor of God. Uh, yeah, uh, we, at that point, the devil uh, has no power over us. The only power he has is the power that we give him. So, uh, so we want to get into the part um, of your story, Eric. All right. Uh, you said we heard the story. Now you tell us. Now you want to tell us. You want to give us the glory? <laughs> Did I get yes, that right? <laughs> amen, amen. And we know that glory is that glory is only about bringing glory to God. You know, amen. because we we want to see that that testimony right there. We already know that Jesus died on the cross. But what happens after a man's been in prison? What are those feelings when you're getting out and you got to reacclimate to society now? Yes. And so com- coming out to society, I already had a game plan. I said the first thing I have to do when I get out is I need to go to mass. There was no doubt in my mind that the first thing I was going to do is I needed Jesus. I don't think I'm holy. Yeah, we heard the story about me being in prison, the gangs and all that. But I completely, there were some things in my life that weren't right. I need God in my life. We all need Jesus. We all need to be at the foot of the cross. And so one of the first things I did was I had to go to mass. And especially because it wasn't my first time going to prison. It wasn't my second time going to prison. This was like my fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, you know, how many times we could count it, especially being in all kinds of other denominations, but yeah. I could never get it right. But I knew that I had to mortify my flesh. I knew that a battle was about to take place when I got out and I had to be prayed up. I had to make sure I had my mind ready, my Bible ready, my rosary ready, because when I got out, it wasn't going to be easy. I knew it was going to be an uphill battle especially not having any family, you know, they get tired of your nonsense because you're not the only one getting locked up. It's other people were getting locked up with you, you know? And so when I got out, it was like, Eric, I'm sorry, you can't stay with us, Eric, you can't stay with us. And so at those moments, I think I was like about a week out and I was kind of like homeless and I had nowhere to go. Go, Can you ask me something? Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, I just wanted to, um, yeah, I'm th- I'm thankful that you just acknowledged that, that you understand that, you know, the things that you did, they do have an effect on other people, your family, your children, um, uh, society in general. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so, so that's, that's a huge, uh, uh, really, uh, uh, an epiphany, so to speak, yeah. of, uh, uh, to understand that. Because once you understand that, then you can uh, that can help shape the way you uh, do things in the future. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. really good. Go ahead. continue. We, yeah, because because, you know, the fact is, uh, back to that is that we're our own worst enemy. Like St. Mm-hmm. John of the Cross, St. John of the Cross said that we have three enemies. One's the devil. But Jesus already defeated the devil when he rose from the grave and stomped him out on the cross and rose from the grave. The second one is the world. But we know that Christ in the scripture says. Don't don't be afraid. I've already overcame the world. But the worst enemy that we always have to battle and that I make sure that I battle with every day is ourselves. We could be our worst enemies. We could be our worst critics. We could be the hardest on ourselves. So what I had a plan prepared. So when I got out and I was like I was on the streets, I didn't know where I was going to go. I thought I was actually going to go back to my not to my old ways, but I was like, you know what? I know that I have a friend that lives right here. Or I know this girl. She told me when I came home, I could go live with her. And I was struggling. I remember walking down the streets of San Bernardino. 
I had some money in my pocket, but because it was COVID, for the parole office said they had no help for me at the time. So it was at the heart of COVID. We don't have help for you. You should have told us before you got out of prison. But I was walking down the street mm. and I actually dropped, I dropped on my knees and I asked mm. God, please help me. I know you haven't brought me this far to just mm. make me go back to my own vomit. Mm. I know you haven't brought me this far. You've brought me way too far. My, my Amen. mind, my soul, my spirit. Amen. Help, help me, Lord. Amen. Call my, Call my parole officer and he, my parole officer said, you know, I know a place you got $600. And I was like, yeah, I got $600. Boom. I jumped into a place. But that first Sunday when I got out, you know where I was at that first Sunday? Where? I was in mass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was in mass. I even had called up the office and made an appointment with the priest. Um, yeah. And so because I knew that I needed God in order for this to go yeah. on forward. And yeah. so oh, for you to say something. Yeah. Um, Eric, I just wanted to say. Uh, I, you know, I love the way you, you know, you held God to his word. Um, yeah, I'm reminded of one of the Psalms from David when he said, uh, I have been young and now I'm old and I have yet to see those trusting in him begging for bread in the streets. Amen. And people yeah. and, and, and sacred scripture tells us when we pray, uh, you know, according to God's will, he hears us. And what is his will? Well, we know. His will is to save that which is lost. And that's Amen. you. And you, you you came to him as his child and you said, God, help me. And I already Amen. know God's name is behind that. I know the help came. The fact that I'm yeah. talking to you right now tells me the help came. Yeah. So continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's only it's only by God's mercy and grace. I say this over and over every single day that I'm here talking with you, that I'm I'm in ministry at church. But as the years yeah. as as the time goes on while I'm out, I knew I had to be not just going to mass, but I had to entrench myself in the word of God. I had to continue reading the scriptures like I was at in prison, I had to bring it out here. I had to start praying my rosary. I call it my 60 millimeter because, you know, there's 60 beads on the rosary. <laughs> so, you know, a nice. millimeter, you know, you know, a millimeter is the size of a gun, you know. But my <laughs> my weapon of choice is the 60 millimeter rosary right here because that's 60 beads. And I have intentions for every single bead for people that are in my life. And oh, I pray for them. Not Beautiful. only am I not only am I praying for myself, but I'm praying for others. That's where that strength comes from because yes. we're we're, we're yes. putting the gospel out to other people. That's what we're supposed to be doing in interceding for others. Yes, you know, Eric, as you tell me, you, that's your that's your weapon of choice. That's your sixty millimeter cannon that you have. <laughs> you know, I, I'm reminded that uh, you know a lot of criticisms, and 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 you know, because you worked your way through Protestantism all the way yeah. to the Catholic Church, as did yeah. I. I was a revert. You were a convert. But in the end, yeah. it came to the same thing. We're both Catholic by conviction. Right. Amen. Um, amen. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of criticisms, are, you know, the rosary, this uh, do not pray as the, you know, like the heathen pray in meaningless <laughs> repetition. So sacred scripture says. Right. But yeah. the rosary is so far opposite of meaning. Yeah. The, the key word there is meaningless. Okay, we got about, uh, we're coming up on a commercial break. This is a great conversation with Eric Tapoya. He is an ex-convict who has given it all to Christ. So uh, we're going to pick it up on the other side of the break. Jesus 911. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Welcome back to Jesus 911. We're still on Soul Patrol. Paul Clay here. In for uh, Jess Romero's out on the road. We're hearing a great story, great testimony of God's saving power. Uh, we understand that God is a God of second chances. More than that, he's a God of as many chances as you need because he's patient with us in that regard. We're here talking to Eric Tafoya, and Eric is a uh, ex-con, and uh, he is he has told us his amazing story about uh, how God really reached out to him when he, in, in the depths of prison. And now he's, he's continuing to tell us the journey uh, to give God all the glory on the outside on how it, exactly he got to where he's at today. Uh, right before the break, we were, uh, Eric was mentioning the fact that he was, he praised the rosary, that each bead of the rosary he has an intention for. And that intention, and see, uh, I mentioned that uh, in Protestantism, a lot of people say, oh, you know, they try to use the Bible to say, oh, the Bible says, do not pray in meaningless repetition. Uh, you know, that's what the heathen do. So why, why why should we pray? Well, we don't pray in meaningless repetition. And Eric just bore that out when he says every bead on that 60 millimeter cannon, 60 beads on the rosary, has an intention. And beyond that, we all know about the mysteries. And the mysteries are nothing more than a meditation on on the wonderful work of God uh, in, in the life of our Blessed Mother Mary and through Jesus Christ. Continue, continue, Eric. This is a good story. You know, I think that's a big part. That's a lot. That's a big misconception right there that people have is that when you're praying the rosary, you're just saying the same words over over again. Yeah, it is a form of meditation, but at the same time, we are meditating on the life of Christ. And it is important that people understand that from his the Annunciation, when the angel came to Mama Mary and told her she was going to have Jesus, all the way to his resurrection. So there's Amen. every single day has five mysteries that is going to break down the life of Christ. And yes. so it's important that we get into that rosary and we think it's because a lot of men, even in the Catholic faith, they until they finally get inside of it and realize that it is all scripture rooted. So that's yes. all we're doing is reading through scriptures, learning about Jesus's life. And the more you know somebody, the more you'll have a more intimate relationship with them. Yes. And that, yes. that's what the rosary allows us to do is have that intimate relationship with like when I get to meet you, I met you. But at first, I didn't know much about you and like you about me. So it was kind of like we were still we, we loved each other because we were brothers. But at the same time, the more we get to know each other, the more we love one another. And the same way it is with Christ, the more yes. we get to know Christ, meditating on the mysteries of the rosary, reading the scriptures, prayer, the Eucharist, of course, we draw closer to him. We get nearer to him. We start understanding how more transparent he is in our life. Yes, yes. So, um, okay, so we're to the point where you found yourself in mass. Continue with the story. Okay, so I started I started attending mass weekly, sometimes multiple times during the week. My first week I got out, I got a job. So there was one thing I never did in my entire life in throughout my Protestantism, just growing up as an adult. I never had my own place. I never paid my own bills. I never cared about my credit score. I never held a job longer than 60 days to 90 days. I could mm. never do that. Even in my even in my roots of Protestantism and the other denominations that I was a part of, I could never get rid of that addiction either. 
that mm-hmm. addiction always held strong to me. And instead of like, I didn't run out here and like a lot of guys, they'll run to NA, NAA, NA, that's cool. Whatever they're doing to try to find their route. But I understand that there's true power in seeking that help out from God. Our higher power is God. There is no other higher power than the one who gives us strength. And mm-hmm. so as I'm going, as I'm going along, I got to let you know, if there was a little back, there was a little wall put up against me because everywhere I go, even though I have nothing but I have mosaics all over my body, you know, I got tattoos. I covered up all my gang stuff and started putting murals of Jesus on me. I didn't want the gang stuff on me no more. And mm-hmm. but so I'm, people could be very leery of me as I'm entering churches. I'm, I'm helping out with RCIA. I'm a lector. Still, it took a while and I had to like show we have to earn our spot, right? We have a yes. church that is a church of order. And so no matter who you are, we should earn our spot. So a lot of men, if anybody's listening out there and there's guys that are getting out of prison, there's guys that you see that maybe have had a drug addiction before who have gone through things and have a past. Give them an opportunity. They need an opportunity. They need love is because what love never fails Yes. Yeah. Love opens up. Love is open. It's not closed. Of course, protect yourself always, but open your hearts to these men, because you know what? That's what allowed me to start growing further, because a lot of people, they thought, hey, man, this guy is on fire all the time saying Jesus. And like, who is he? We really don't know who Mm -hmm. he is. And a lot of people would give up because we feel like I don't have my place here in the church because I'm different than everybody else. But that's not right. We're all of Christ. So when we're in Christ, like me and you, we have a conviction that compelled us to Christ. And mm-hmm. so now me and you, ex-con, ex-cop, being able to be good friends and talk about Christ right now and bring him glory. Amen. The Bible says that we have all things in common in Christ. And I I, I just know it to be true. Um, yeah. Again, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we read, brothers and sisters, Think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Mm -hmm. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not in order to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. Amen, Amen. right? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Uh, And we fit under that category. I don't care. You know, pride is one of the the deadly sins that you must avoid. And we have a tendency as as, as human beings to be prideful. You know, I'm going to tell you a story. I remember uh, one of my partners told me he was riding with uh, another deputy. Yeah. And uh, we used to work this 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 neighborhood that was just overrun by gangs and very dysfunctional neighborhood. And and he says, yeah, he says, the, you know, deputy so and so told me that we ought to just napalm the whole neighborhood. We just need to get rid of it, you know, and, and uh, you know, again, this is this is the mind of somebody who's mm. you know obviously not of Christ. But where's the where's the redemption there? Where's the understanding that? These people, a lot of them, they weren't born into the same advantages that other people were born into. They didn't have the silver spoon in their mouth. Uh, You know, these people who are, uh, and as you know, gangs tend to, when you have a dysfunctional family, um, gangs tend to 
uh, fill in that gap and become your family. So uh, mm-hmm. there's just a lot more to it than we should just wipe them all out. No, what we need to do is show them the love of God, is to show them why they were created. Yeah, you know what? And, and you know, I like uh, how you said that, but it's not, it's based upon like hurts. So everybody goes through hurts. And mm-hmm. so a lot of those men that do believe, oh, just go Nate Balm that community, it's because something probably happened to them that has them feeling this personal way. And so, like, we pray for those individuals Amen. because you're right. Gangs are like a form of fraternity. I know fraternity is a virtue. So I'm not saying that gangs are a virtue, but when you're feeling outside of your family, when we have a large amount of our, our mothers or single mothers in the hoods and the ghettos, we tend to venture towards what we call big homies because mm-hmm. we need guidance. It's not the right guidance, but we mm-hmm. need that love. We need that man in our life. We need those brothers in our life that um, are being there for us that are in a way speaking life into us, but promoting us to go in a different direction. So yes. it's not those men's fault. We're not growing up thinking, oh, I'm 10 years old. I'm going to be in a gang. That's what I want to do for it. And my mind set on that since the time I was born. No, because we know we've all been born into a, a form of grace inside of us. That's yes. wanting to draw us to God. There's these graces that we've been born with that draw us to God. And it's the world that puts a cloudy view around us. It's our hurts, habits, and hangups that take us away from God's love. He's not, he's trying to reach out to us. But bottom line is there, nobody um, lives with a silver spoon in their mouth. It's not all sunny at the end of the rainbow, but we actually go through things. But it's in those moments, like now, okay, I went through all these different things in my life, but it's in those moments that's built me up to the person who I'm being now to where I can go into the rehabilitation centers, where I can be, where I, I am a mentor in my communities. And I try to go into the communities and talk to young men. I see them at basketball courts. I see them at different areas. I'm actually part of the prison education project right now, too, to where I take my experiences. And it's via Zoom, but we, um, I, hopefully one day I'll be going back into the prisons and juvenile halls. But telling them life coping skills, talking about communication skills, telling them it's okay to cry. It's okay if you got a bird inside of you, and now you're putting on this shield. I'm strong. I, I got to be macho. I got to be this yes. guy. No, it's it's awesome. Be masculine, be macho, but also be sensitive because being sensitive is being macho to me. Opening yeah. up your heart and taking all this junk that's outside of you so that we can replace it with the joy of Christ. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, as you're as you're talking uh, uh, and I'm listening, um, it's, it's such an encouragement to, you know, to the listening audience out there to know that. We were created for a purpose. The Bible says that uh, we were created for good works, works which were prepared beforehand by God that we should walk in those works. And see, you understand what is the will of Christ? God is not willing that any should perish. That's his, you know, that is that is God's heart. And so what you're doing is it sounds like to me, anybody who will listen to you. Anybody who, you you know, you will go out into the highways, the byways, the jails, because, see, you were a part of that. And you understand that, listen, just like God and his grace reached down and touched you. And by the way, sacred scripture tells us whoever is forgiven much will love much. When you come to that understanding on how much God has done for you, on what his great mercy has represented to you, 
you can then turn around and say, Lord, here I am. Send me like Isaiah said. Amen. And there's been like, uh, like I said, over the last three and a half years since I've been out, it's kind of been a struggle because I went from being the facilitator in prison, doing all the Bible studies, doing the catechism, right hand man of the father Titus. And then I got out and people were like, whoa, slow down. You can't you can't do all these things. And so, like, I love how you use that scripture, because those who have been forgiven much. We mm-hmm. have much to give and everybody has yes. their own story. Don't get me wrong. I know everybody has their story, but God has transformed my heart so much. But I just God. want to, give, I, just yes. want to say, I just want to say, I just want to share it with people. I just want to share his love. I just want to, this is a very passionate part of my life. I just want to share that mercy. That's not just only for me, but it's for every single person who goes to his throne of grace There is power for transformation. His love is so deep. I cannot explain the peace and joy that I have in my life. But every day, I got to do more. I want to do more. People are like, slow down, Eric. You know, slow down. I get it. I think we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But his love and and grace is amazing. And by by the way, Eric, you'll never fully understand it. Uh, But uh, again, we're going to do a commercial break. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. What an amazing story. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, welcome back. Paul Clay here, interviewing a very interesting guest here. Hey, you know, uh, Eric Tafoya. Eric, um, you moved me so much by the last thing you said. You just reminded me of the great uh, prophet Jeremiah when he says, but if I say I will not mention his word or speak any more in his name, his word is like the uh, his word is in my heart like a fire, a fire shut up in my bones. Mm. Jeremiah couldn't contain it. He had to let it out. And, uh, and, and a prophet is a person who is sent to uh, man from God with a message. And I believe, uh, you know, you heard of the saying, history is his story. story well, God yeah. is God is continuing to write history and he's writing it through us. And uh, he just said, uh, who will go? And it sounds to me like, Eric, you have, you have raised your hand and said, Lord, I'm willing. And again, you represent the least likely. I mean, people in the world would look at you and just shake their head and say, nah, I don't think so. And they can say whatever they want because God yeah. sees what man does not see. Continue, Eric. Talk to us. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know what? And that's why um, we, I can know the apologetics. I can know theology. Um, mm-hmm. We can know the scriptures. But without love, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, without love, you're bankrupt. You're just like a clanging symbol. You're just doing a bunch of clapping and shouting and, you know, without understanding his his immense amount of love for all of us. It just can go by. It can go over our heads. We become like a scholar. We become like a doc. We become like some scholar that's teaching a class, a professor, but there's no passion behind it. We always got to go back to the foot of the cross. The more we're learning our apologetics, the more we're understanding the teachings of the church. Let us not forget. Paul says, I didn't come with wise words. In 1 Corinthians 2, I didn't come with this philosophy. He was talking about the words of the wise, but two things I did come with. The things that have been transforming the world for the last 2,000 years is Christ 
and him crucified. Those are the only two things he wanted everybody to know. So on top of all of our apologetics, the more we're getting deeper into the word and learning our doctrines, which is extremely important, let's make sure that we don't leave God's love out of it. Because it is by his love that all of us have been transformed, including myself. Because if it wasn't for his love, I don't know where I'd be. I'd still yeah. be in the, like you said, the guttermost. I wouldn't be giving praise to the guttermost. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, you would not. And listen, um, um, this is, uh, uh, you understand this. Uh, Sacred Scripture tells us, speak to one another in, 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 in you know, in, in uh, Psalms and Proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bible tells us that the word of God is living. It's active. And you know what, Eric? It is, it's alive in you. See, it becomes, you see, it's not, you know, anybody can read, like you said, anybody can, can, um, you know, uh, just get intellectual knowledge, but you you have to make Christ your own, you know, you have to give him everything, right? Thou shalt love the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Now, none of us do that completely, but you know what? But but the but but we die trying, right? Yeah, and we yeah, continue amen. to try. And so, uh, if you're out there listening, if you have family members who are struggling with maybe drugs, any type of dysfunction, please don't give up. You know what you can do, you. And that's the beauty of being Catholic. As a Catholic Christian, when you go to Mass, you receive graces. You can offer the the merits of those Masses. Uh, for others, as you unite yourself to the um, to the body of Christ, and you yes. receive Him, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, you then become a, a an instrument of God's grace. God's grace is yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can then uh, uh, be used by God mm. in a. Yeah. Uh, does God have to do it that way? No, He doesn't have to, but He's pleased Eric to do it that way. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. God is good, and anything good shares its goodness, and so God is happy to just join Amen. in with us, like 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 little children, like like a yeah. parent who's helping his child walk. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, the child, you know, is it, probably the parent is doing most of the walking. But that's okay because the child is trying to walk and there's that intimate moment. And uh, yeah, I like how you said that. And there's that intimate moment where the child starts walking on its own. But he's always maybe always looking towards the parent. But now he can do things on his own because why the parent taught him how to do all these things and the parent is giving him all these things. But I just want to say we become conveyor belts of grace. It's like that great conveyor belt. Those graces are bestowed upon us and God wants to give it to other people. And so everybody out there just want to blast my page out right now at traditional urban Christian on YouTube. I do have a podcast and I have a it's right now we're building up the podcast, but I'm sharing the message of and the glory of God. We're sharing scriptures on there every day. What, why we pray the rosary, why we do the sign of the cross, why we read the Bible every single day. So remember, anybody out there that would love to support me, I need feedback. I need you guys. We're the body of Christ and we're family. Traditional, urban, Christian. Um, that's where I share the Catholic faith on there. So it would be nice if you guys could come and join along and be a part of the family. We're growing it right now. Eric, so um, you, like myself, have uh, you made the rounds within Christendom. You've, you've been exposed to just various different expressions of the faith. 
And you've come to the same conclusion I have, which is that uh, the Catholic Church represents the fullness of the faith, yes. uh, for sure. Uh, but you, you know, you you have an interesting way of looking at things, and I, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. And you called yourself a a a, 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 a tradsmatic. I think that's what you call yourself, a tradsmatic. And I, yes. I, I guess that's a. Uh, you know, a, a word that you coined, I'm sure you probably coined it, where you say you're, you know, traditional. And at the same time, there's a part of there's there's part of the charisma there. Can you talk about that a little bit more? And what and exactly what do you mean by that? Because people can take that the wrong way. Yeah. And um, so so talk to us about what you mean by that. I'm all about uniting the clans. And what uh, I mean about uniting the clans is that there's not a difference between the Latin mass or the Nova, the new mass, because we know that Christ is present in both of them, charismatic or traditionalist. So traditional meaning that we know that we hold to the apostolic traditions, the big T. I hold to those, those big T's right there. And I make sure that I'm sufficient in church doctrine. I'm mm -hmm. growing in the faith. I love the Latin mass. Why? Because more than likely they were praying that they were doing the Latin mass in the catacombs in that early first century. It may not be the form it is right now because we know that form is from the Council of Trent. So we have to understand that also. But why I say charismatic, I know this is what you really want to jump on is the charismatic part. The word charismatic, <laughs> I know you already. <laughs> it comes from the word charism, what charis. So you know in Eucharist is a thing, we're giving thanks to God for his grace. Yes. That's what Eucharist means. So in charismatic now, that word grace is infused in it. So I believe that when the when they were filled by the Spirit and they were speaking other other people's languages, they were being charismatic right there. Why? Because they went and started preaching the gospel. They yes. started preaching it to the ends of the earth. I believe the church was traditional in the beginning, but it was also charismatic because it used the charisms of the Holy Spirit, the graces of the Holy Spirit to advance the kingdom. When Peter, who was the scare, who was the one who was scared and denied Jesus three times, once he was filled by the Holy Spirit, what did he do? He was the first one that spoke up on Pentecost. Oh yeah, by the way, happy feast of the Ascension today. That's 40 days after Jesus rose from the grave Amen. is today, Amen. even though a lot of churches celebrated on Sunday. But just real yeah. quick, but Peter got up. And 3,000 people were saved. Why? It's because it was that grace that was inside of him. It was that charism that was yes. flowing through him. Yes, yes. So you're using it in the traditional sense of the word of actually what it means and understanding that, um, yeah. Okay, so. And, so, so, and I just let me, let me continue real quick. Yeah, Sorry about that. Yeah. And because I go to Latin Mass. In San Secundo, and I was just at the Latin Mass the other day at the Sacred Heart Chapel. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I believe in, okay, I love the Latin Mass. But a lot mm -hmm. of times with the problem with traditionalists, I, mm -hmm. I'm saying this in a respectful way, okay? Because I believe mm -hmm. in uniting the clans. I'm a traditionalist myself. They mm -hmm. can be rather dry. They can be rather dry. Yeah. They can be awkward. They don't well, show their joy. I well, that word's wrong. I'm trying to use the right wording. Yeah. But they're too smart too good for other people. Um, um, I'm doing it this way. If you don't do it this way, you're not right. Well, and I, well, I think that's wrong. Well, let me, let me, let me yeah. try to give, shed a little light on that for you. Yeah. I, I think, uh, well, number one, only God sees the heart. 
You know, yeah. so so we're, we're we we'd be wrong to say what's in their heart or if they think they're prideful or you know that's between them and God, right? Um, the eyes are remember the eyes are the window to the soul, though. So what yeah, people see yeah, in your uh, eyes sometimes uh, it yeah <laughs> yeah, but 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 you and I both know you can't do that uh, as God does. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have to amen. give we have we have to give people room to grow. Yeah. Um, one thing that I will say though is even in Protestantism, I, I think I mentioned yeah. it before that uh, they say if you belong to certain denominations, they call it you know you, oh you're part of the frozen chosen. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to kind of remember that um, everybody's different, everybody's unique. Yes, everybody have diff- has different personalities, and uh, you and I, and I can tell you're the same as me. Like my wife always tells me. You never, you never knew a stranger. <laughs> you know, I I can literally talk to anybody, anywhere, anytime about anything, because that's just in within my personality. Mm-hmm. And you have one of those same personalities where you just, uh, you know, you're not shy, so to speak, <laughs> at all. And you know, but there are other people that are, and so it might give the appearance that you know they may be lacking something. But you know, we all have a different function in the body, right? Not all of us yeah. are no, tongues per se. Yeah. And so, um, but uh, but I appreciate your, you know, your, you know, what you, what you know, your, um, the love in your heart, and that that you understand that together we have more things in yes. common than not, right? So uh, like when it says in sacred scripture and the people rose up as one, well, you better watch out when that happens, because when the people rise up as one, that means they have they have a a purpose in mind and they can accomplish it because. Okay, Jesus, one, one, we'll pick it up on the other side of the break. Now, back to Jesus, nine, one, one. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Welcome back to Jesus 911. I'm your host today, Paul Clay. Jess Romero's out on the road. Let's keep him in prayer. He's doing what God has calls him to do. It's build up the faith. Um, we're here continuing a great conversation with an ex-con, now hardcore Catholic, sold out for Jesus. Eric Tafoya. Eric, um, before the break, you were talking about uh, your desire to unite the clans. Yes. And we've heard that. We've heard that, you know, uh, that's not that's not a, an original Ericism, so to speak. We've heard that 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 idea being put around the church. Uh, I think Michael Matt uses but that he, terminology. Yeah. But when, he, when he's talking about that terminology, he's talking about mm-hmm. the SSPX and the FSSP. He's not talking about um, the new order, the new mass and the Latin mass. He's not talking about charismatics and traditionalists. He has Uh, nothing to do with it. He totally is against the charismatic movement. And what I'm talking about, us all being Catholics. We all have the same. Yeah, go for it. I'm not so sure that that's all he's talking about. But uh, go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, because I've read read a lot of his stuff. And, you know, it's good. Don't get me wrong. They're good. But – we all have the same seven same sacraments. We all mm-hmm. have the same sacrifice of Jesus Christ Indeed. dying on the cross. When Indeed. we go to mass, whether it's the new mass or the Latin mass, who's it about? Is it about form or is it about Jesus? 
that's where sometimes we got to think about. Like, I understand where the traditions come from because I go to Latin Mass. I well, love going Latin Mass. Well, 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 but it's about the Eucharist. Well, the church <laughs> the Bible, does. Yeah, exactly. But the church does teach that uh, matter form is important right we don't we don't we can't just say is it about form like no it's not about form form is is essential to have the yeah but when form. they were but what i'm saying is when they were in the catacombs there was no form when you're when you're in prison and there's a priest when they were in the the nazi the nazi camps out there the form wasn't there it was well, about jesus christ being yeah there's a form don't get me wrong i understand the form but i'm saying Latin mass doesn't take precedence over the new mass. I go to both of them on this Sunday. Okay. I'll be going to a new mass in the morning. I'll be going to Latin mass in the evening. Yeah. Why? Because I, we can, we can learn from each other, brother. Like yeah. real quick. We There's can no really doubt about learn it. Let me, let me yeah. interject here real quick. Yeah. yeah, go for it. So, so I think what you're saying is, you know, there's some people, you know, that whether you go to the Latin mass and I believe mm -hmm. that the Latin Mass is the most pure expression of the faith. There's no doubt about it that we have in the Latin Rite. Um, but whether you go to the Latin Mass or whether you go to the Novus Ordo Mass, uh, you, you don't want to use anything to divide. Don't use yeah. your. Uh, don't use your. Uh, uh, you know. You know. Hey, our Mass is better than your but, Mass. Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you know, we're, you know, we're, like you said, the Catholic Church, you know, for sure, uh, no matter what mass you go to, yeah. we have much more in agreement than we do in non-agreement. Obviously, we're in the same yeah. church. And so I think what you're trying to say here is let's, let's not just divide because, yeah. uh, and, and I've seen that too, by the way, yeah. when you look at protestantism and i and and i spent a great deal of time there and i can just tell you that you know there are some churches that are kind of way out there off the reservation right yeah but but even within those churches there's individuals who are seeking god yeah uh, you know with everything they're just not necessarily having or you know it's not the finished product yet life is mm -hmm. a journey the christian mm -hmm. walk is a journey right two steps forward one step back and yeah. just like God brought you and I straight across all the yeah. way to where we are today, uh, we have to give God an opportunity and time to work. And so rather than cast judgment and just say, no way, no how, we can yeah. understand that God is at work. And let's let's look at what we have in common and try to, you know, build one another up in that. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, because sometimes we can look so much at the other one. Because I talk to charismatic, I talk to new mass that won't go to Latin mass. I talk to traditionalists mm -hmm. that won't step a foot in the mm -hmm. in the Novus Ordo. But the truth is this: we're all family, and the mm -hmm. more united we are, we're so hung up on the little things about each of us that we're yes. forgetting the devil is on the yes. ring. The yes. devil is on this earth, and he's battling. Yes. And we want to, yes. we want to look at all these. We should work together. Right. It's like family. You're at right. a family reunion. Just imagine you're at a family reunion, and then all of a sudden, you you maybe you're not talking to all your family members, but you're all family there. Okay, maybe you don't get along, and you're not in the same groups, but you're still right. the same family. Because if somebody outside right. of the family comes and attacks them, what are you going right. to do? Right. You're going to defend your family. When we start remembering that we're all family, and especially about, I'm going to say one thing about, I, I want to, because I talked about my love for the traditional, but the reason why I say I'm, I'm charismatic, charismatics preach the gospel. 
Mm. They're evangelists. They are full of joy. Mm. They are full of God's love. I, I, I'm there. I, I, like I said, I attend both. I go to a fellowship called El Sembrador. Yeah. So the idea, the, yeah. So the idea would be you take the good from uh, that you glean out of that charismatic movement, and you yeah. and you apply it to um, to what you know to be, you know, good, strong doctrine and dogma of of, of, of traditional catholic faith yes. that, that's a beautiful thing yeah exactly i mean that's a that's a beautiful thing um again um there's a lot that can be learned i mean i mean yet yeah, you know the the protestant church we we understand the separation that took place we understand that they have depending on the church they have pieces of truth uh we have the whole map and so but those pieces of truth, the one thing that they do, and the one thing that I learned when I was a Protestant is I learned to, because uh, the only thing they have, right? Yeah. And they say that uh, the Bible is the sole uh, uh, rule of faith. It's the authority that they have. They don't have anything else. And so they really emphasize reading sacred scripture. And when you do that, it's, it, you know, uh, you can't help but draw closer to God. Right. So, so, you know, for all the things that they, that they lack, uh, I learned how to love God and to, uh, you know, to, to read his word. Now, 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 were some of those verses, you know, misrepresented, of course. Yeah. But when I came to the Catholic Church, it was like, wow, I can start connecting yeah. dots and start yeah. saying, this makes sense now. This makes more sense. Um, and, uh, so, and yeah. yeah, and vice versa. I just want to get this in there, too. Um, we could take the reverence that we have at the traditional Latin mass and we can start teaching our brothers and sisters who are Necessary. at the new mass. If yes. we teach each other, like I said, we're family. We yes. help each other grow. Yes. But the way we articulate it and the yeah. way we communicate with each yes. other through love, yeah. through yeah. love, not judging each other, but yeah. through love, we can build each other up because we're the body of Christ. We are one yeah. family. Yeah. If and, you read that, if, yeah. if you if you read Vatican II, you'll see that, you know, um, there's a lot that is said about the mass that is supposed to be there that is no longer there. When it's, you know, in Vatican II, uh, uh, well, oh, number, the other issue is, is uh, receiving our Lord and Savior on the knees, on the tongue. Yeah. To, you know, that is. I'm big on that. Uh, that I'm, I'm yeah. like, there's no other I'm option. You Since know, I've been Catholic, there's been no other option for me. Yeah, yeah. That is the norm of the church, and yeah. yet, uh, at least according to the church, that's the normative way to receive our Lord is on the yes. knees and uh, be on your knees and on, and on the tongue. And yet, you and I are, uh, you know, um, <laughs> when you do that in in your typical Novus Ordo Mass. Uh, you're only going to be one or two or three people there. Now, are there exceptions? There's exceptions to every rule. But like you said, we need to get back and understand who it is that we're receiving, understanding yeah. that it is our Lord really present, sacramentally present, uh, uh, and 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 we receive Him. Uh, it's the, mm -hmm. it's, it's the greatest thing, you know, in Protestants, they talk about, oh, you need a personal relationship with uh, Jesus Christ. It doesn't get any more personal than that, Eric. Yeah. It doesn't get any it, more personal amen. than that. And so I just want to let everybody out there. I know that we're coming down. We could talk for hours and hours and hours and hours, yeah, yeah, but we once again, YouTube, 
traditional urban Christian. I talk about <laughs> traditional, my traditional beliefs, but I also talk, I go through the scriptures and I also talk about why I'm charismatic, uh, transmatic. And why okay. I'm, I, my, I have a mission of uniting the clans. We're one family. Amen. Let's work together so we can battle the devil. Because in Christ, we always have victory. But if the family's always squabbling, we give time for the devil to enter into our family. And we don't want that. We want to you know, love each other. We want a compassion that, for one another. Uh, that's words of, words of wisdom. Um, again, uh, the devil's job is to divide. Christ's job to unite. Yes. So, um, Amen. Uh, 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 Eric, I want to thank you for coming on the program. I want to thank you for just being open to, to sharing things. Some of these things that I know are very sensitive to you. Uh, but at the same time, I know like Jeremiah, you really don't have a choice because <laughs> because God's word is like fire in your bones. And I know you want to get it out there. I hope if you're listening out there and part of the uh, listening audience, again, you'll understand just how far God will go to save us and that your prayers as you as you listen and 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 understand the power of the mass if you understand when you unite yourself to Christ you can yeah. truly do all things through Thanks, Christ man. final words eric amen so just one one last time you know Traditional Urban Christian on YouTube. I know, I know Anthony's out there. He's wanted me to promote myself a little more, and I didn't enough. <laughs> but God's love is based upon our choices. He's given us a choice to choose life. He's given us a choice to choose blessings or death or curses. We have that opportunity. It's not just for me. It's just not for Brother Paul right here. But seek him out in all things that you do, because the truth shall set you free. And the spirit shall set you loose. Amen. And that's what and, he's doing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, if you if you if you're out there and you have family members who have yeah. been you know uh, struggling with uh, out there in the world, I can't think of a better person uh, uh, to recommend than you, Eric. Uh, somebody yeah. who's been there, you've been through yes. uh, the jungle, so to speak. You understand the destructive power, uh-huh. and uh, you can. Um, uh, you know, listening to you, I, I can't Amen. help but think that they're going to glean uh, some things good for their own spiritual walk. Uh, and and if anybody needs, yeah, work out his salvation in fear and trembling. Fear Go and ahead, trembling. Eric, I'm gonna give you. The and final if anybody, word. if anybody needs help, anybody, like I'm willing to be that person. You need to talk to. You having problems with family? You're going through something yourself. I am an evangelist. I'm a Catholic lay evangelist, and I don't keep it just to my YouTube channel, but I'm somebody who's very upfront and personal. I want to be there for you guys like Jesus was there for me and the people he placed in my life. So feel free to leave a message, anything you need down on the bottom, and I will reach out because God is good. Yes, God is good. Thank you so much, listening audience, for uh, tuning in. Uh, hopefully uh, we can bring you some more exciting programs and hopefully in the future we can get Eric back on the show to talk about the amazing things that God does.